1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
2: Welcome to Wood Talk. Now here are three guys who always turn the other cheek when cleaning up tenons. Mark, Shannon, and Matt. All right, it's Wood Talk, show number 516. And on today's show, we're talking about using a router to make a round tabletop. C-channels for tabletops, EnduroVar 2, and Stabilizing Dude. Punky Wood. But before we get to that, we want to let you know that Wood Talk is brought to you by Rockler. Rockler has been helping customers create with confidence for over 65 years. Rockler is giving away a new product each month to one lucky Wood Talk listener. This month, they're giving away a SL Router Lift, which is an affordable... What? One. Well, this is especially affordable That's if crazy. you are it. A uh, mid-sized <laughs> router lift that... <laughs> <laughs> features their patented snap lock insert ring system for easy bit changes the prize is valued at 249.99 dollars 99 enter for your chance to win before January 1st at
1: rockler.com woodtalk is it me or are these giveaways getting bigger like this year ago a year ago I was like okay well they'll give away some bendy clamps you know 1999 yeah. value like right. last week was like 350 bucks or last month was 350 something now we're 250 this is crazy rockler's crazy I think, uh
2: you know you, you feel more generous around the holidays i think that's what's happening now uh, that must be it is it that means that means that's january we're
1: back to you know plastic templates for nine dollars <laughs> right and now because next month it's a butterfly template that's all you get. enter
2: to win your uh your circular we have a, a monthly <laughs> circular there we on. go you need to win a circular Free circulars <laughs>
1: We'll send three of them to your house. That's what they (laughs) sent in my house anyway. For some reason, I get three copies of the Rockwood catalog. And not like one Monday, one Wednesday. They all come at the same day. Like the mailbox is just filled with three different versions.
2: One for each hand and one for Heather.
1: One to Shannon Rogers. I got two of them. I got like a normal one. And then I got one that was like the professional edition. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get that one too. Only one version of that though.
2: What makes that different?
1: The cover? I don't know. Makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> There's more serious <laughs> looking people on
2: the front. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> we are no, definitely not stuff. in that catalog. That's the big difference. You don't. You are don't, we in you, any catalog? Don't see our mugs. No, of no, course I not. not. Did you
2: guys. Well, you guys saw this, but uh, the Rockler amazes me with how uh, just willing they are to play the game. <laughs> in some cases. <laughs> play the game. Like, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but I bought something and saw three dudes on the front cover. And I was like, oh, it'd be funny if I like cut out pictures of. Our heads and put them on there and said, Hey, Rockler, this is what you should have done. And like they, uh, they put it on their account and restoried it on the Rockler account on Instagram. I'm like, All right, I like
1: you guys. The, I like your sense of humor. And I think Pretty the cool. best part of that was the truly low tech version of it. Like people will do Photoshop. Yeah. You just yeah. like cut it out and like taped it on there. <laughs> That's what made you it. You know best. how much.
2: I have zero Photoshop skills, so when people are like, "Oh, that's a funny Photoshop," I'm like, "Nope, it's tape and paper." <laughs> it's about <laughs> as good as I can get. <laughs> yeah, good stuff.
1: That's pretty fancy, though. Hmm. Yeah, it good it's good. Next level, right there. It was uh, a it was brand name
2: tape. Actually, that's,
1: that's some quality kindergarten wow. skills right there. Using yeah. those scissors, especially with the round ends, man, those the, the best
2: the, the most technological aspect of that was like making sure the percentage on the printout was right so that the heads were the right size
1: <laughs> and they weren't <laughs> even no, they scaling weren't.
2: the heads. I did hit the, I did like press some uh, keystrokes to get some numbers in there, but they just were not correct. Anyway, Matt, <laughs> good, good tangent, Mark. Thanks. Yeah. It's very good. Uh-huh. And
0: if you want to help support the show, you can do so. You can go to patreon.com slash WoodTalk and sign up to become a patron of the show. This episode, we're thanking Ken Miller and Doug
2: Fink. Thank Fink. Sure. Fake? I don't know. It's tricky when there's so many vowels. There's a couple. There's only two. But there's only two. Two, but they're close together. Then you got to decide <laughs> they're touching what whatever. They're yeah. Touching. Somebody let them touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. What do you do with the N U O L O? What do people are like? I don't know what to do with that. Trust me, whatever you want. Living with it my whole life. Marco Spaghetti. Let let it dangle. Spaghetti O. (laughs) Sounds about right. All right, let's get to what's on the bench. Uh, For me, you know, uh, this is about the time of year where I slack off and I I try to stay off of social media. I'm not sure how or if. You're not very good at that. No, I'm not very good. I'm going to try it maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Well, so oh, are you going to try it again? There's so there's so many changes going on right now in my life and in the business and in the shop and I I, I want to be in the shop and I, I feel like doing stuff and if I'm not talking about it, am I really doing it? You know?
1: No, so many. <laughs> no, you're, not. you're starting to get hair in places you have never had it before.
2: <laughs> I, oh, I started a long time ago. So you <laughs> got to buy those special uh, beard trimmers that come with different attachments. That like in the past, I'm like, wh- what is this and who would use it? I'm like, oh, <laughs> for people with hairy ears. Now I get it. <laughs> like. Disgusting. What's
1: going on, man? Uh, what I love is just how easy it is to send Mark on a tangent. It really requires very little. <laughs> push, it is quite you know, easy. It's just like bam. And there he goes. How many trimming. years?
2: How many years have we done this show? Right. <laughs> Over time, especially working like I was primed with Vanderlist and the two of us,
1: you could just have a fly. But now you actually by. channel Vanderlist. It's like you've got yeah, double the yeah. from power. the
2: I learned from the best, though, is what I'm getting at here. He's still here. In spirit, right? Yeah. So, uh, anyway, with all this stuff going on, um, I wanted to do a little shop project. I had a, a little, you know, cabinet that I wanted to make to hold my spindle sander, and started to film it. And got about a quarter of the way into it. One day, I just came into the shop, and most of the day had gone by, and I was feeling good. It was fun, having a good time, and I was like, "Oh crap! I never turned the camera on." Hmm. I'm like, "Well, you know what, though? That's okay." Because my heart wasn't in it. I was just filming it to film it. And I was like, you know, sometimes, at least a couple times a year for people who, who present content, I actually think it's really good to do something that you don't worry about documenting. You just do it for yourself. Get it done. It's very liberating. Makes you feel good. And you could, you know, always go back and make something else later. So that, that was a fun little, for me, kind of project. Um, and as part of this, I had to go pick up uh, some plywood and I started to. I really want to figure this out. Like I want a better plywood moving and cutting strategy for my shop. And I've I've been eyeballing that Rockler Material Mate cart. And we've I think we did we we may have given one away or at least talked about it on the show in the past. Uh, this thing is fantastic. It's basically something where imagine a you know metal framed cart that you could roll out to your truck if you've got a pickup, uh, slide a piece of plywood right off the tailgate onto this thing. Uh, roll that sucker into the shop and then you got a tilt top that allows you to tilt it upright. And now you could just lift it right off of there and you know, you have it sort of in that vertical position or uh, depending on what you do with this thing, you could actually just make your cuts right on top of the material mate cart. And I'm like, well, you know what? The, the, this back situation of mine, I'm still like, I still have a little bit of this frigging uh, sciatic nerve pain from my last injury that is taking forever forever to go away and heal. And I'm like, I, I do not want to go down this path again. I have to take every precaution I can uh, to ensure that I do not injure my back again. Cause I think the next time this happens, I'm going to be in serious, like long-term trouble with that. And I don't, I don't want that in my life. So this material mate thing has been absolutely fantastic. And uh, I actually went to Rockler you guys all the what? way to <laughs> Not Rockler. allowed.
0: Huh? And here's, That's, that seems weird to you. It really is. Know.
2: Here's the best news about it though you know how the Denver Rockler expanded and they got that whole new wood section. They did not expand into the pizza place, which is what my main concern Mm. was. Mm -hmm. So thankfully I think it's a, I don't remember what the name of the place is. I think it's like garlic knot or something like that, but the pizza place is still there. They expanded to the other side and they have a very large, (laughs) we've talked about this so many times and I've read the ads for it, but I haven't seen it myself. A very large selection of hardwoods and uh, quite impressive there. Um, but I went all the way there, picked up the material mate, um, had a real good time talking to some people at the store. Uh, a couple guys that work there were really helpful super nice. And, uh, and it's been fantastic. So a uh, great visit to Rockler and it, <laughs> great product. So finally, <laughs> Mark's Mark's <visit> to Rockler. <laughs> but finally in 2021, I visited the store. I mean, that's I what we really want. It wasn't the right time. It right. wasn't the right time of day to to stop and get pizza. Does Rockler the material mate handle
1: pizza? like will it tip oh, it sure. up and it? slide it onto the dining table? Cause that's key probably takes
2: several pieces of pizza. I mean, here's the other good thing about this cart. It's adjustable in height. So whether you are like mm. trying to adjust it for optimal cutting height, uh, trying to adjust it for <laughs> optimal like pickup truck height, or pizza eating, pizza eating height. Eat pizza eating height.
0: on it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, depending on like how you like to eat your pizza, if you actually want to pick it up, or you just want to like, you know, slide it into your mouth. Sure. Well, sometimes <laughs> you will like never stand need and, and eat,
2: that. right? I do that yeah. all the time in the <laughs> shop. Uh, well, you could also adjust it to the height of your table saw. So if you are going to take this right from the cart over to the table saw, especially people who don't want to exert that kind of pressure on their back, it's just fantastic. So it's been a, it's been a game changer. I got some fun things planned for it. Um, we're going to, you well, know, then
0: it's an offbeat table as well. That's there right. You
1: yeah, you could. That actually raises another question. Cause I was thinking about this. We have a, a similar kind of tilt top cart. Um, at the the millwork house because in the cabinet shop specifically because that's where most of the plywood usage is and you know it's just something that i think somebody several generations ago like welded together i mean it's definitely a yeah. made in the shop type thing but it specifically has that tilt top so you can wheel the plywood over tilt it and what they do is they slide it down and tilt it kind of up onto the the panel saw like the wall mounted panel saw uh, yeah and I mm-hmm. wonder, like, have you ever thought about like constructing something like that, like using like a Festool track or something? I mean, be, specifically because obviously you're prone to to back issues. Um, yeah, I wonder. I mean, I I, <clears throat> I don't know. I do you do that much plywood work anymore? I feel like I haven't seen it's, you use plywood much, other for like sh- other than for like shop projects. Yeah, it's often enough that I need
2: to okay. I need to have a solution for it. Um, I don't know that a vertical thing is the way for me to go. Um, a lot of space. I think space, if you obviously. have it. Like if you truly have one of those units in the shop, sure, yeah, that's great because you you know the, the saw is on those rails, right? And it's all kind of secure and ready to go. Um, for someone who's rolling with a Festool system, I feel like bending down to run a saw like vertically on a track like that would be more trouble than it's worth. I think mm-hmm. the best solution for me is to figure out how to get this cart with a sacrificial surface on top that I don't have to remove. I can kind of just keep it there and whether I'm moving the plywood to a different location or flipping it up and actually cutting right there on an elevated surface like that, whichever it is, I think that's going to be the way to go. I think I have to stop cutting it on the floor, which is something that I've been doing for ages. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, Something that people have been telling you not to do for
1: ages yeah, as well?
2: Oh, it hurts my knees just looking at yet. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs>
1: So if I could cut it in that vertical position. You old people don't know vertical. what you're talking about. Right. 10 years and later. here I
2: am now. Ah, I you know, get it. We all get old eventually if we're lucky. So, yeah. so I think an elevated cut, you know, not too high because I need to be able to reach across a four foot sheet. Um, but I do think elevated is is going to be the way for me to go. But I'm I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm okay. getting to know this thing and, you know, trying to do a bunch of different stuff like hang TVs in my shop and you know, do extraneous <laughs> I, crap that i gotta say just
1: just about. watching um matt's contractor has given me a new appreciation for what you can do with a festal track saw oh like, yeah oh yeah and and horizontal is just the beginning like the crazy right? stuff <laughs> that he's doing screwing that track down to things and making weird cuts in all different angles it's just awesome very cool
0: Thanks. yeah just screw it right to the
1: wall and make your cut yeah, yeah. great and and you know combined with the plunge nature of of any track saw, really, but the, the Festool track saw, I mean, you just think about all the drywall work where you have, like, captive cuts where you just, like, stick the, the fence to the wall, zip it in. there. That's awesome.
2: That's good stuff. <laughs> right. No, totally. And, I, I mean, I cut plywood with it. So, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you think about Boring. It, like, what is the least, like, unimaginative, like, thing you could possibly do with <laughs> this tool that does all these amazing
1: things? Yeah, just yeah. cut some plywood. No, even worse, I have one just to cut plywood. <laughs> Like it's, it's actually, that is worse. Other than the Grizzly planer, it's the only power tool I have. And the amount of plywood that I work with, let's put it this way. I bought 10 sheets of maple ply, actually 10 extra sheets. When I redid my shop three years ago, four years ago. I think it's longer than that. It's been a while. It's been years. (laughs) Um, I bought extra plywood at the time because I was buying, you know, I had rented a truck and I was like, I might as well just get some more. I still have of those ten extra sheets. I still have six sheets left. Oh, so, it's but nice. yet I have like a, a steel track saw <laughs> specifically to cut plywood.
2: Yeah, I'm ashamed well, you go. of myself. All right. Well, we took way too long talking about my stuff, Matt. What do you got going on? I like talking about your stuff.
1: Okay, thanks. You got good stuff. It's, it's good.
2: Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so
0: I am currently on uh, t- a little break here from our little renovation uh thing which feels really good mm-hmm. we did six weeks on and now we're doing eight weeks off which i guess it's some time to like do other things yeah. and get my life back together because like only doing one thing for six weeks takes a toll on
2: everything else in your life yeah. of course i feel like it's so, uh um, it's time for donovan to get eight weeks of physical therapy to recover <laughs> no 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 he's, <laughs> being he's the only on one doing jobs. work
0: he's, he's he's still going <laughs> okay like, I'm, I'm over here running, being run ragged. And he's just, I'm, see you next time. I'm, I'm going to keep running. Okay. That's awesome. Enjoy your break. <laughs> let's, let's. Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, I have a question for you. I, oh, I've been seeing you do these audio things on Facebook. Yes. Um, what are I have those? Done those? Tell me about them. Um, it's like sure. A, that's like, it's like a Matt podcast in a way.
0: Yeah, Facebook is launching or is in some process of launching an audio, a small audio feature Mm -hmm. thing. They're calling sound bites. And basically, they're up to five minutes of audio. Okay. So you can, I've been using it to answer questions or give like daily summaries of what's been going on. It's been kind of interesting to kind of play with. So they haven't really been pushing it in their algorithm that much until I think probably like
2: this week. Well, oh, I know as week? a follower of yours, I see every one of them. Oh, do you? Yeah. I don't listen to them, but I see them. That's f- when did you start seeing them. It's been going for a while because I look at it and I go, well, somebody's paying Matt to do something because this is different. So <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, like, started in October, October 1st. I see every single one of them when they post, which is why yeah. I've been meaning to ask you, like, what was the deal with that? Which is interesting because like- I haven't seen a single one. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, it depends to on the point where I just pulled like up Facebook
1: to verify that I was, in fact, like following and friends with Matt. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap, did I actually like? I could just see like a friend request from Matt from like six years ago that I've ignored. <laughs> I, I don't Spells see like one. You. That's
2: weird. Interesting. Yeah, I see every single one and I go, oh, look at that. It's Matt's show.
1: I think they've been rolling out to like a select subset. That's with weird. the audience. That's- yeah. That's just the perfect example of the Facebook algorithm right there.
2: <laughs> well, I think the other thing is they did present the first one to me and I was like, "Whoa, what is this? And I did listen to it. And I think it's that interaction, of course, that these these right. platforms are always looking for is like, if you interact right. with it, that's a sign you want to see all this. So I've gotten them ever since then. I've gotten them.
0: Yeah, they've been. So I think the, most of them get like 10 listens right now. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think last week I started getting up like in the thirties.
2: So like something's. Something's going with them. I don't know. It's just, just it's one of those things where these platforms just try to do too much, and it, like as content creators, it's super annoying. Um, to, to especially like Instagram is now, uh, oh, we're TikTok too. You know, like that's that's all they want to be. <laughs> we're all TikTok. TikTok is eating their lunch, and uh, <laughs> and they want a part of it. And now Instagram is no longer the platform it used to be.
0: Well, oh, I agree with that wholeheartedly.
2: Yeah. Anyway, enough about social media. Well, that's cool. Enjoy it. I, I like hearing you talk to yourself. It's, uh, it's fun.
0: Well, for for things that are like easy, quite like I was I was trying to use it as like a Q and A kind of thing,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but like, there's a lot of things they can answer in like a minute or less in audio, yeah, like real quick. And I'm like, I don't feel like typing this, and more people will be able to see it and kind of learn from that yeah. than me just answering one DM, for instance. Huh. So I don't know. I don't that's know where cool. it's going to go, but it's.
2: It'll go nowhere, but I, take the money and run. Yeah. The, the the proof of concept was interesting to me, I guess. <laughs> right. We're right. going to do this thing called podcast or wait, what, what was it that I sent you guys? Was it Spotify? Who's doing these, this revolutionary new thing called video podcast. <laughs> video
1: podcasting.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, what's wow. it's new again? I guess. That's fantastic. You mean, you mean I can subscribe to it and it comes to me on my mobile device?
1: This is amazing. That's fantastic. What if I wanted an iTunes? You can get that too. <laughs> next next Spotify yeah, is going to send you an actual like written pages bound in some sort of book shaped. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you have to read and, to yourself. And then if you join, you can get 10 of them for free and then we'll send you one a month after that, which will be impossible to cancel. <laughs> That's right.
2: You'll figure out, you'll forget this how is, to
1: cancel. Your mom okay. is going yelling places. at you. 12.95 a month. <laughs> uh, Good right. golly. All right. Well, Anyway, Shannon, what about you? So uh, Mark had his just for me project. I went the other direction and I started building a just for me project and thought I should probably film this Um, because in typical (laughs) woodworker fashion, what started as a simple project has become way overcomplicated and like probably overdesigned. But uh, I I just I had a a need in my um, my um, workout room, my pain cave, whatever you want to call it where um i i have these like i don't know something i've had for for years like little plastic type storage bins that i was sticking like you know workout clothes in or whatever and that has grown and like it's overflowing with stuff and i was like you know i should build like like a small like cubby or something like that which turned into oh well it should have a shelf here and next thing you know it had like a small like shallow shelf with like built-in charging to like charge like my garmin watch and like my bicycle head unit I was like okay this is getting a little out of control um it's time to it's time to step back and like turn it into a real project instead of it just like throw it together over a weekend type thing so yeah I, i'm going the opposite direction which is probably bad because now the project <laughs> is getting even more complicated because i mm-hmm. chose to turn on the camera so yeah lucky me but it is fun i will say <laughs> the lucky. last time that i built i mean i've certainly built plenty of projects like for the house, you know, furniture around the house, but to build like a truly custom functional item, like with this drawer has this particular purpose and I'm gonna like, you know, trick it out by running charging cables into it and stuff like that. It's probably something I learned from watching Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm gonna have LED like lights in it or something like that, but.
2: It's the best yeah. wireless it, charging.
1: It's just kind of fun. Cause I think that's why we get into woodworking in the first place, you know? Oh, well, yeah. if only I had a table that had this weird feature that no one but me is ever going to want. Um, yeah. So having fun with it.
2: That's cool. I got a project like that, that I'm avoiding like the plague because it's going to (laughs) involve lots of drawers. I've got, um, so I have a a very simple wardrobe with a lot of the same thing, right? Like tons of t-shirts, Mm -hmm. tons of shorts. (laughs) Like it's, there's just, you know, one, one type of sock, but I got a thousand of them. Yeah. So I have very specific needs in, in in (laughs) regard to my clothing storage. And I have a spot where I just got this like cheap wardrobe thing from Wayfair and it's not perfect. I've done like modifications to make it work, but I'm thinking about that exact thing. Like, okay, this is where I'm going to store my socks. It will be a very large sock drawer because I have mm-hmm. so many of the same type of sock, but I need that specifically for me, but it feels like this will not be useful to anybody else who has a different type of wardrobe. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But you got to be like, that's the fun of doing it though. It's because it, well, it's just, it's just for me. Yeah. Cool beans. All right. So we got some kickback and announcements.
1: Shannon, you're having a sale. I'm having a sale. <laughs> Ikea is having a sale. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I don't know where that just came from. Just Me either. Random thing but from, I loved my, it. from my past. Yeah, it's uh, it's holiday season time. So the one time a year that the Hand Tool School has a sale, and usually the one time a year I forget to mention on this show that I'm having a sale or in mm-hmm. any <laughs> appearance that I'm actually having a sale <laughs> until it's over. But yeah, I, I for, I don't know, four or five years now, I do it starting at Black Friday, but I always run it through the end of the year because every time... I like shut it off after two days. Someone emails like, oh, is the sale still going? Or then somebody yep. calls you like after Christmas, I got some money for Christmas. Do you still have that sale? So I just like run it, you know. Forget about the fear of missing out or the sense of urgency from setting up a one day sale. Mine just runs for like a month and a couple of days. So yeah, through December 31st, to 30% off at the Hand Tool School. All you got to do is just go to the Hand Tool School. The coupon code's right there in the top of the site. Can't miss it. Or maybe you can't. I don't know. And what is the school? It's this online thing. Okay, perfect. <laughs> go I'm trying to help you sell your stuff. Go. It's where you go to learn, yo. Go yeah. For people like Matt who just want to learn, you can go there to learn. <laughs> I'm waiting you for Margaret to throw that lined. in as the the who said it.
2: <laughs> I just want to learn. Oh, I just want to learn. <laughs> Uh, you know, and <clears throat> seeing us in here inspired me cause I also forget to mention these things. Yeah, uh, we see? have a weekly guild sale through, uh, Christmas, I guess. So every weekend we put two more projects on sale. I believe it's also 30% off and, uh, same thing. You don't have a coupon code or anything. Just go to the site uh, on Friday, Saturday or Sunday, and you will see those projects on sale and it changes every week. So fun stuff. Oh, oh, and that's at the Did you say um, the, oh,
1: yeah. the hand tool school's website? Handtoolschool.net. It's there. Can't Just assume Google. that everybody knows <laughs> this here. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, especially in my case, since handtoolschool.com got bought up by someone else. Somebody was,
2: stole it from you. Uh,
1: I was my own idiot. <laughs> I, ten years ago, I launched the hand tool school on a subdomain and only thought about buying the actual domain until like a year into it. Yeah, it's my own fault.
2: It's funny how, in retrospect, this stuff becomes so obvious. Like, oh yeah, I should have done Absolutely. that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So, <clears throat> all right. One day I'll pony up to do, the eighty boy. grand that they want oh. for it, and I'll buy it. Oh boy! Yeah, That's crazy. eighty grand, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not That's making that pace. number up.
2: <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> do you know how much I bought WoodWhisperer. for? com for? Nine ninety nine, ten bucks. <laughs> Look, a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, after like I had been doing my thing, I've been trying to get that domain for years and some dude, was oh, just, really? some dude was sitting on it. Oh, right. I, could, I forgot you know, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Every couple of years I was like, Hey, uh, you're interested in selling that thing? And he's like, Nope, Nope. Still using it. I was like, ah, I just, I want that. And then it like, well, after this guy could have, the guy could have told me a thousand dollars and I would have paid for it. <laughs> um, wasn't, he's, he's like a
1: hundred didn't bucks. He, wasn't like he kind done. of like a Ren fair kind of guy that made like wooden dragons or something. Am I making that up? No, 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 no. It, it just, he was a Turner, just oh, a
2: Turner. All right. Vessels and oh. bowls and things like that. I'm sure very nice guy. And I actually respect the fact that he, you know, wasn't going to try to milk me for everything I was right, worth just to get a right. domain. I do appreciate that, but it was, yeah, it was definitely cheaper than he, he could have charged me. Mm. Good to know. The oh. deal of a lifetime. Totally. All right, Matt, start reading. You got a lot to go. <laughs> Ready, go.
0: let see. Who's this from? Matt B. Oh, there it is. Too many mats in this sentence. Yeah,
2: there really is. <clears throat> Too many this mats. from. In this room. Uh, Ouch. Room. What room? What room are you in? The, the Zencaster room. And enough. Just read.
0: Go. <laughs> Nobody cares. All right, this so is from Matt B. <laughs> Matt B is a general contractor in Denver. Uh, he's been doing. This worked now for just over five years, working alongside of his brother and his best friend. Not to toot my own horn, but I'm really good at a lot of different things. Uh, Matt goes on to say, I'm also in school studying computer science. I hope to combine my love for woodworking with my knowledge of programming, things CNC's and shaper. I'm pursuing this degree because although I'm good at what I do, I don't love it. It's backbreaking work. I'm awfully exhausted from a day's work, and <clears throat> but I have little left to give my wife and kids. Beyond that... I want to be able to provide a better, a little better for my family, as well as be able to invest further into woodworking. On the flip side, I totally get where Matt is coming from. That's me. The biggest thing I don't look forward to when I move into my new career is not getting out and being uh, and building slash creating regularly. It is incredibly rewarding to put such a great amount of work into a project and be able to walk a family member through it or show them pictures and say, I did that. We even converted a 2,000-square-foot basement into a really nice apartment for my parents. Pretty cool to be able to bless them like that. All that to say, do what makes you happy. I, too, started out fetching tools, sweeping up, and just observing slash learning. And now I can run a whole job with little to no oversight. Just steer clear of drywall. Uh My biggest regret is getting good at drywalling because (laughs) I absolutely hate it. And now I'm always the one to get sent on the drywall repairs. ha ha Thanks for not quitting and go rockler.
2: Nice, hey Matt B. Uh, I've got a little drywall repair. <laughs> <This is my laughs> that's right. You're in Denver. Uh, let's do this. Let's make it happen, Captain. But
1: well, that's pretty cool.
2: Barbecue. Yeah, I, the funny thing about this is like the the, the sort of manual labor thing. It's uh, just the example I think of is uh, I got I got a buddy and he is like really into fitness and exercise. And when he moved away from Denver, um, he got a job where he's like, yes, (laughs) sounds like him. (laughs) Wait a minute. ex-military, ex-military though. Um, This is the kind of guy that while he was here, I'd be, I'd be driving to go get a Dunkin' Donuts in the morning and I would see him running with packs of weights on his back (laughs) because, (laughs) because gravity isn't enough for people like that. (laughs) Right. You know? And, uh, so he's, he's intense. But anyway, when he moved away, he wound up getting this like really intense full-time job, uh, in Vermont. And he's like caring for trees. Like he works for a, a syrup company and it just sounds like so much work. But I was like, yeah, man, but cool. You got your, like your workout built into what you're doing. He's like, no, no, not the same. <laughs> no, thing. He's no. like, when I get home, I am utterly exhausted. I want to go to bed at seven. I don't want to wake up in the morning. I'm sore, but not in like a good muscle sore way in a way that's like, I'm destroying my body mm. <laughs> for <before> this work. <laughs> but like, there's a very big difference between that, like that blue collar getting out there, getting dirty, getting stuff done versus like controlled movements in the gym. <laughs> right. <know>? So <laughs> that's what this kind of work makes me think of. It is a lot more taxing on your body.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Anyway, another tangent for you guys. You're welcome. I I do find it a bit ironic, though, because the number of like computer scientists and programmers that get into woodworking because like they have nothing to show for their life's work, you know, other than ones and zeros or maybe an app Mm -hmm. or something like that. They want to make something tangible. And here's a guy that's out there building things and is studying computer science to get into programming.
2: (laughs) I'm making too many things. I'd like to make. You know, right. more unreal. I need more stuff, intangibles like, in my life. Virtual stuff. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, let's do a mid-roll <laughs> ad. Jeez, What's let's true? talk about some project inspiration. Uh, if you let's are, do that if you're looking for inspiration for your next project, <laughs> head to rockler.com. You could find over a hundred free step by step plans ranging from shop projects like an outfeed table designed by Matt Cremona. Oh, I did that. I forgot I did that. You did. You put all kinds of tea tracks in it too. They're all blue. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey Matt. Yeah, Do you ever use those D-Tracks? I do. Okay. To furniture or... <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go the way I was hoping it would. Um, to furniture for your house, like a new coffee table, uh, to little giftable small projects like a wireless speaker box. Rockler also shares how-to videos and woodworking tips so that you can create with confidence and you can find a gallery of thousands of customer project images that provide even more inspiration, and you can find all of this at rockler.com. Woo! Yay! Go, Go Rockler. Rockler! All right, let's get to our questions. You guys got a group question here from Alan. This is um, this is tricky. This is gonna be tricky. No, not this one. That's the next show. Never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was tricky up, you guys. This is not that
2: tricky. Um, <clears throat> so Alan says we recently watched someone build a walnut dining table. Um. I mean, we could share the link. We're not going to talk crap about this person, but we'll put the um, Shannon yeah. when you do the show notes. Yeah, put that I'll link throw it in there. in
1: there. It was a good video.
2: Uh, walnut dining table without breadboards, and immediately wondered what was going to happen when the wide tabletop panels began to warp. The question was soon answered when the builder installed something I hadn't heard of before called C-channels to keep the top from warping. I've never seen these before, but they look like a great option for a plain top without breadboard ends to eliminate warping. I checked Rockler and other popular woodworking websites, but it doesn't seem that they're sold, or hardly anyone else has them for that matter. The guy building the table mentioned that there's a lot of controversy and disagreement about using C-channels. I'm planning to build my own dining table and would like to hear your thoughts on C-channels. Do they help? waste of money or are there better options thanks all right so i i don't i we haven't talked about this ahead of time i'm gonna guess you that know, we all kind you know of why. agree
1: on this well we talked about isn't, like, two isn't years the controversy ago, like, and disagreement did we? <laughs> didn't we talk <laughs> yes. about it on this show i mean like <gasps> yeah. in this youtube probably. video where the guy admits there being controversy all i can hear is like oh yeah he probably listened to wood talk at some point
2: <laughs> interesting well this would not be the first time that i totally forgot that we've talked about something before, i mean i, I could so. be
1: wrong i i feel like I don't know. Sometimes I Matt have a hard to time differentiating with, with conversations don't we've we had on air it. and off air. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Well, let's talk about it again. Okay. Let's do it. Woo-hoo. All right. Should be well rehearsed by now. So I think, I think the, I'm going to take a slight issue with the first thing that I see here. And that is when, when Alan says, I was wondering what was going to happen when the wide tabletop panels began to warp. Hmm. There's an assumption being made here that all pieces of wood are going to warp, right? And I think there's if you if you operate on that assumption, sure you're going to go down this path and look for C channels or breadboards or you know cleats or something to prevent the inevitable warping that's supposed to happen. My problem is I disagree with that statement. I don't believe. I mean, maybe in a couple hundred years, I think every piece of solid wood probably will warp to some extent. Um, but I have my house. Uh, filled with large tabletops made from large wide boards that are still flat. Now, granted I only have a what 15, 20 year career right now. Um, but that's a pretty good starting point for like my expectations of how wood is going to behave. Um, so unless there's a drastic change that happens, a drastic environmental change, I can probably expect these things to continue to stay mostly flat or flat enough to continue being functional. Um, so, so what do you guys think about this? First of all, this is, um, this is Jason bent, uh, who made this table, beautiful walnut table that he made. Uh, he presented how to install these C channels and presented it as like, look, there is some controversy here, but this seems like a good belt and suspenders things uh, for me. So I'm going to do it, which right. I mean, who can argue with that? It definitely is going to be belt and suspenders. So First of, of all, I don't know.
1: <clears throat> is Jason like sponsored by Festool? 'Cause it, it, it did have a bit of a festool commercial about it. I mean, he, he, he shows I mean, great shop to great effectiveness how all these cool <laughs> festool things are used. But yeah, I, like, I mean oh. if you look at
2: his shop, he I don't know what his, you know, financial relationship is with them or officially what his relationship is with them, but he does have some relationship with them, but clearly loves the brand. Yeah. No doubt about it.
1: Yeah. It's I, I think it's a it's an excellent showing of what Festool can do for you. I think it was pretty Oh, yeah. Interesting there. Anyway, sorry. Totally off topic.
2: So what do you think, Shannon? You can you can go
1: first. Uh, well, first, I think that Rockler should take note of this and start carrying a line of C channels. Like they could make. That would be like, pretty smart. Uh, a, a, like a powder coated kind of fancier, prettier kind of hardware solution. I'm really surprised mm-hmm. no one's done this yet. So Rockler. Well, they could put them on the same page as the hairpin legs. Yeah. You know, or they could yeah, just make them actually, Rockler yeah. blue, except I don't think many people would be keen on that <laughs> fine furniture. I'd use that. But but actually, I started thinking that because in watching Jason's use, he actually, like the C channels that I've seen, you know, they're like, you know, raw steel. This almost looked like it had like a black powder coat on it. It looked like a, a it did, prettier it version it looks of the like, C channel than I'd ever seen. It looks
2: like what you're describing that Rockler should do. Right, that's what
1: made me think of it. Like, I wonder <laughs> where he got him. He might have it in the link, I don't know. So that's the first thing. Um, somebody, <laughs> Rockler, will not- We're not allowed to talk about them, are we? Rockler. You mean the other
2: Rockler? (laughs) Yeah, the other Rockler. Rockler, Sorry,
1: forgot about that. Um, (laughs) Second of all, in some ways, yes, it's kind of like a belt and suspenders. He says, you know, there's a lot of controversy, but it can't hurt. Um, I kind of agree with that. But I also, I I, want to caution people sometimes about just like routing a slot into the bottom of a wide panel. Because a lot of times that's, going to encourage it to cup now in this yeah. case he routes the slot and then sticks rigid steel in there which should you know keep it flat but um i've also seen c channels done where it's flipped the other way around so he's got it so that the c is facing down and he just writes two slots and he you know inserts the the legs of the c and i've seen it the other way where someone routes like a, a wide recess and flips the C channel, so it's a U channel at that point, mm-hmm. and recesses it in. So now, essentially, you've created this big old giant kerf where the wood is thin at the top and thick the rest of the way, and you're going to get you know um, uneven movement there. Now, one could also say you're also exposing a lot of ingrain, so maybe you'll get more moisture exchange in the middle, but more moisture exchange could also be a bad thing and cause cracking. But I quickly fast forwarded to the end of this video and I was like, oh, what is the base on this table like? I was thinking it was going to be some sort of like trestle kind of floating top, very unsupported. With new support. Top. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't. I mean, it, it's a cool design, it's kind of a trapezoidal leg design, but it's there's two, first of all, long aprons, and then there are short aprons, or you could even call them battens. So it is framed, the whole tabletop sits on four aprons. He mm-hmm. uses Z clips um, to, to attach it, which, you know, he used it on the long grain side, which I thought was kind of interesting. So he puts the, the domino slots wide enough to allow the, the lateral expansion. But I mean, there's so much anchoring that wide, flat tabletop to this <laughs> yeah. base that it it's
0: is like literally belt and suspenders.
1: Yeah, it's belt and suspenders. And like, you know, it's
2: a missed opportunity with that. That design gifted him. Right. an opportunity to naturally do a C-channel, if right. you want to call it that, but support, and he didn't go for it.
1: Right, it's like we, we've talked in the past, like, you know, everyone's, oh, you've got to have breadboards on that. And I think it was you, Mark, that said, you know, no, <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, if you want breadboards. <laughs> but if you built, like a trestle table, I think is a good example. Even then, there's usually some sort of like batten on the underside attaching it. Um, I just, I think that it was it was way overkill. Um, and the additional, you know, the additional cost of the C channel, the additional cost of the time to do it all it uh, just is totally unnecessary.
2: Well, and I mean, there's one thing that's for sure is that tabletop probably will not work. <laughs> no, <laughs> like in terms of like, if that's the goal, I'm pretty sure he nailed that. Um, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Matt, Matt, what do you think about all this?
0: I have a very similar opinion to Shannon and that. Sorry. I think people, people kind of jump. Well, I'm sorry. It's not controversial enough for you. <laughs>
2: disagree I, would
0: you I, I think people just kind of install these by default without actually thinking about what they're doing which i guess is fine because it doesn't really hurt anything
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but in reality the bigger question here is like you're not paying attention to like okay the base is actually supposed to support the tabletop so if you look at like a traditional you know four apron tabletop mm-hmm. or a t- uh, table the the whole structure of the base supports that whole top and those tops never have breadboard ends right yeah so, like, the structure is there to support that top to keep it flat. So, then we just kind of forgot about that. Right. And through C-channel and everything. And it's part of its function. And at, and at the same time, like, okay, now you're, you're severing in fibers all over the place. Yeah. So, now that board isn't that strong anyway. So, my, my thing with this that I have never tried is, if you just cut the slots and call it good, is that good enough? Is that the same outcome as just cutting the slots and installing C-channel? Because well, C- in my mind... Does the C-channel really do anything if there's already some structure there and you cut all the fibers <laughs> so they can't even pull? Like, yeah. you just fill in the hole in? I don't know.
2: Well, and I, this makes me think, like, if you're going to do this and you kind of, I mean, if you're doing C-channel, you are kind of saying that you don't care what the underside looks like. And I mean that, in, like, I don't mean that to be offensive. But if you don't mind seeing that on the underside, um, would we feel the same way about, let's just kerf it? Like, yeah. why not just kerf the entire yeah. underside of the table? <laughs> Never gonna warp then. Yeah, know. curfing Can't. into submission. There's no metal. <laughs> It'll make the top even lighter. Like, and it doesn't cost anything more but time. So curf the hell out of it if you if you're that worried about it. I mean, but I, I get I there's wonder, a big difference there, but and
1: I don't I don't honestly know what will happen if you do that. Um now you are you're curfing it, so you're 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 exposing ingrain. grain. So there is a lot more moisture exchange, you know, the the board, the entire Board the entire panel, whatever is going to be more prone to erratic moisture changes, um, and and yeah, we yeah we have but climate the surface, control it's only
0: a quarter inch thick, yeah, no, no matter yeah. what happens,
1: it <laughs> can't go anywhere.
0: <laughs> Where's it going to go? It's like quarter
1: inch right? Thick. Because because you've you've screwed it down. In other words, it's veneer now. What what? <laughs> now I, yeah, now it's veneer. What I wonder <laughs> is, you know, by putting those C channels in. Uh, and, and he, he has no breadboard or anything like that. So he's got ingrain on the end of the table and then he's got another bit of ingrain, say 12 inches in, I don't know. I couldn't remember how long the overhang was, but we'll just say 12 to 24 inches in. Could he potentially see like slight curling at the corners because now there's substantially more moisture exchange. Um, and, and, you know, we, we talk about, you may think of that as, well, more moisture exchange means, you know, a drier board. Well, no, what that actually means is as the temperature or the humidity spikes in the house, because yes, we all have climate control, but it's not like, you know, a clean room, folks. You know, I mean, every time, every time there's some look at look at how your doors in the house stick or drawers stick, you know, from seasonal changes, even though you may be running the air conditioner just when you run the heat, things are going to change. I would be wouldn't be surprised if there were subtle kind of curling like right at the corner. Because now there's even greater moisture exchange there because of, because of, I could be totally wrong here. Um, I'm, I'm probably overanalyzing and talking out of both sides of my mouth. Cause I'm usually saying, look, people would moves but like, don't be afraid of it. <laughs> like it's not going to explode. Um, I don't know. I it just, it's the whole thing feels very superfluous.
2: I think like when I try to think about where all this came from and where it truly is a justified thing to do, um, I think this may be happened. Maybe I'm just speculating here, but when people started to make big slab tabletops, you know, think Nakashima, um, think giant conference tables with solid, solid slabs. That's, I think where C channel kind of came in as a thing to be, you know, pretty useful because if you're talking about a whole, did Nakashima use C channel? I don't think so. No, but I think if you are (laughs) a modern woodworker coming along, trying to build something out of a single piece, a single slab, and I mean, would you guys agree that a single slab is going to have more, um, you know, potential chance of warping faster than something that's been a, a laminated glue up of milled boards?
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, the pen who dried it. Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Well, with the, with the number of people, you know, doing what you do who maybe don't quite know what they're doing <laughs> like sometimes you just get a slab and you're like well i don't know what the history of this thing is but let's
0: well uh, yeah if let's, it's, let's it's not perfectly dried yet you want to use it earlier then right. just throw some seed challenge so, and you're good to go well right. and right. i, and so I think if that's if building, at the heart
1: is is lumber itself is being rushed through the drying process um, especially yeah. as you know as slabs became more and more popular a lot of people who've never dried such a thing before started drying them and you end up with mm-hmm. all kinds of problems because it's a very, very different equation to dry a 36-inch, 48-inch wide slab, you know, with two live edges than it is to dry six to eight inch wide boards.
2: Incredibly so I think different that, that,
1: kiln recipe.
2: That might be where this is coming from, right? From people who saw that happen and go, oh, well, big wide table. Well, yeah, you should use C channel. But right. now I'm taking, you know, kiln-dried walnut from a lumber supplier where it's, you know, it's acclimated and it's already stable to begin with and I'm just gluing up my tabletop and I should probably use C channel. It's like, well, I, that's where I think it, that's where I think the argument falls apart because that is actually should be able to produce a fairly stable top. Yeah. And I don't think the the C channel is necessary uh, when you're using the kill dried stock like
1: that. I, I do think there's, there's a greater proliferation and kind of pushing the design boundaries into to more contemporary styles where there's less support, you know, certainly the four sure. apron yeah. top and the four legs and um, things where you can think of, I've seen several tables where there is like four legs and four aprons, but the top floats on like four steel pens, you know, and the only contact with the base is those four steel pens, um, mm-hmm. kind of like a floating glass top, but it's made out of wood. I do think there, there are cases there. Um, although I don't know what made me just think of this, but to, to Matt's point, Nakashima didn't use C channels. He used sliding dovetails. On a lot that's of right. his designs. So he had a yeah. big wide slab. So technically that's the same thing. It's just the wooden joinery yeah. version of it. Actually it's better because it's Or similar to what we were
2: suggesting that um, that Jason do with his table. Just use the, right. the material that's already there.
1: Yeah. But, you know, I, I do think the belt and suspenders thing is where some of this comes from. People are like, <laughs> well, I don't know. Just you know, in case. It might move, but I don't want it to move. And, and to be fair, yeah. if you are building for a client you know, the last thing you want to do is have an unsatisfied client or have to go back later because you're just losing money at that point when you go back. So you might yeah. as well make so it. Especially in that case, is cheaper insurance. Well, and
2: especially for something you have very little control over. Like if if everything looked good and you got that table out and it's great, um, but then six months later, there's a problem. It's like, you, well, you pro- there was probably nothing you could have done to prevent that from happening outside of this whole C-channel conversation.
0: I think in, in those cases, when you're trying to sell these higher-end dining tables, like you can't have a slab warping on you yeah. like a year down the line. Right. I didn't someone, pay for warp. Is, what do you mean up, it's warped? You're going to end up replacing it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, so here, uh, before we leave this topic, um, very quickly, out of all the tables you guys have made, how many have you installed C channels on?
0: None. I have never installed any C channel.
2: Okay. That makes three of us who have never done it. Yeah. So, just as a little survey for anyone who thinks if you're making projects for yourself or just family members, do you have to use C channel or put breadboards on there? No.
1: <laughs> only one table I built has breadboards. <laughs> just to, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I built a, like I've got a blanket chest with breadboards, but only one like dining table size table that I built has breadboards. Mm-hmm. The others. Interesting. Don't. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, there you go. Don't waste your time, people. Or, or waste it.
0: Whatever. Do what you uh, want. Or do what
2: you want. It's your table. Who cares? Yeah. Right, that was a great question. Thank you for that, Alan. And thanks, uh, Jason, for, uh, well, I was going to say allowing us, but you didn't give us permission <laughs> do to do anything. anything but yeah. uh, Apologies for uh, criticizing your work. <laughs> All right. I got a question here from Chris. He says I'm making a 60 inch diameter dining room table out of spalted maple. I've glued my boards together, flipped the blank upside down, and used a router in a circle cutting jig and a half inch spiral up cut bit to cut the tabletop out. After several passes, I had cut down a little over an inch and a half, uh, the blanks one and seven eighths, leaving about a quarter inch of material left. For whatever reason, my brain told me to flip the blank over and free the round top by cutting the last quarter inch of material with a jigsaw. Now I've got a roundish top with a quarter inch thick of waste (laughs) material that's between an eighth and a half inch wide to remove. Using a bearing guided router bit to remove this material makes sense, but about half the time, I would be making an unsupported cut and risk massive tear out from the router bit. How do I avoid this? Climb cutting seems dicey. I could now, he, he, he says, okay, use a belt sander to trim it down to like a un, uniform eighth of an inch and then use a spiral bit, but he has a couple other suggestions. Um, I, I actually think in most cases, a really good quality spiral uh, flush trim bit or a compression style bit is going to be okay with this. I mean, there might be a few woods if you have just a really temperamental species like a wenge or a um, hickory might be something like that uh, where if you start to go against the grain, you'll see a problem. But I think in most cases, a good quality bit, if you're just taking your time and you do reduce that overhang to as little as possible, I actually think you're going to be just fine if you just never take that bearing off of the work. You want to absolutely keep that contact the entire time I really don't think you're going to have as much of a problem as you're anticipating. Um, So you can just kind of take it easy. And if you do start to see something happen or you hear that sound that tells you, oh, there's a little bit of a, a little bit of tear out happening, you could back off and come up with a plan B. But I don't think you need to go through any of that other stuff that you're recommending. Cause he's like, should I use, you know, get a bearing uh, with a bit with a bearing on the bottom and then flip the thing and do the bearing on the top? Like, I don't think so. Uh, If you look at like the ultimate router bit collection, I think it's Whiteside that makes those. My gosh, those things are good. Uh, the, I got I got
0: one of those to do the um, the serpentine chest. Yeah, like halfway I mean, through, my like, I should have bought it a long time ago. Right, and, <laughs> and then and the, the second time I used it was for flushing subfloor on the project outside. So, mm-hmm. and it did does you, uh, um,
2: especially with the serpentine, did you have grain? No, situations? It was, it was
0: it was a lot better.
2: Yeah. I mean, even end grain. It's just the trick with the end grain is you don't want to just hit it right off the bat. You need to transition from something else to the end grain. That co- one
0: was still scared. That was still scared of Jesus out of me. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but as <laughs> just because it's because of what I know. Yeah,
2: you know, from but my past experience. But if you're doing a continuous circle with a large diameter, it's you know, it's, it should be okay. I actually I think, think it, in this case,
0: what he's, what he's talking about, that ultimate,
1: bit would be like nothing. Yeah. yeah. It would just what laugh you, at that. Yeah. yeah. Especially that large radius, you know, there's so much support, but mm-hmm. it's interesting because he does say something at the very end, like, should I just cut all the way through, um, or, you know, could I use tape to, to cause the tear out? What I wonder, like if cutting all the way through, isn't the solution and he started on the underside, so the top of the table is where he's got this little extra ridge. What, what do you think about flipping it over and actually starting on the top? So you've got that clean, crisp line from the plunge cut on the top. So then the part you have to clean up is on the bottom. So if you do see any tear out, at least it's on he's the bottom. He's probably using a center point. Oh, right. Yeah.
2: You yeah. probably got the center tram alarm.
1: deal. hand tool guy here. Um,
2: I don't know <laughs> why there would be any difference though. Um, like if you're going to get tear out on the first cut, I feel like you would still also get tear out on the last cut and vice versa. If you get a clean cut on your way down, I don't see why the last bit would cause a problem Um, on something like that, by the way, what it's, it's kind of wasteful, but it is not a bad idea to have that thing clamped down, screwed down or whatever to a sacrificial surface. So once you plunge all the way through, um, just let that bit poke about an eighth of an inch down beyond the thickness of your top and you can generally expect a pretty good cut on what will be the visible edge, um, the final right. visible edge of that uh, tabletop.
0: The other thing with the edge, too, is if he's putting an edge profile on it, if he does have any problems, the edge profile might just clean up any tear out anyway. Mm-hmm.
2: If it's small, no problem. Yeah. Well, there you go. And yes, to answer that question, I probably would have gone all the way through. That's the joy of using the whole trammel arm system. <laughs> uh, and also, again, back to the support. If you're doing this on a sacrificial surface, everything is immobilized and double stick tape clamps, whatever it is. And you do that final pass. It is scary when you see the rest of the material just come loose, kind of like think, you know, CNC work. Um, so you do want to make sure everything is secured, but that's why you want that extra sacrificial surface because it allows you to immobilize the entire thing. Even the ring that you've created that will drop off uh, when you're done. Yeah. You don't, you don't want that thing to just kind of you don't of want to play hula hoop around the route a bit. Yeah so yeah use a sacrificial surface and i think you'll be pretty happy with that
1: nice i do think it's important to say that he ends by saying i discovered the podcast and love it same for shannon's lumber industry update
2: i'm gonna let people think you just made that up <laughs> 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 give me this one win mark damn you <laughs> right you can have that he did he did type that
1: oh right Uh, it's time for Mark to shut up for a bit and other people to talk. (laughs) There aren't all, aren't all the questions aren't just for him. So yeah, I find it ironic that I'm saying it's time for other people to talk. Um, (laughs) so this is from Greg. He says, I understand general finishes has changed the formulation of Endurovar. I'm a fan of the original version. I know Shannon is as well. I haven't tried the new formulation, but I've seen some criticism on the internet. Any experience with the new version yet? Absolutely, I just did uh the stand up desk project that I did on my YouTube channel and I ran out of the original version um and like knew full well um actually sorry as I was starting to finish, I knew that it wasn't gonna be enough for the original version to do it and I had the the second version I too had seen some people whining and moaning about it online um so I finished the underside with original recipe um uh Colonel Sanders. General finishes, mm. in Bar. <laughs> that's exactly bar. where I was <laughs> going <with> Right? tell that. <laughs> <That's, that's, laughs> yeah. lunchtime, I want some original recipes. So I finished the underside thinking, uh, sorry, sorry, I finished the top with the original stuff because I know how that was going to reform and finished the underside with version two. And I can tell no difference whatsoever. So, I, I mean, I literally have, I can oh. flip it over and examine. It was the exact same process, Sand between coats, applied the same number of coats on each one. I can tell no difference whatsoever. And I think I made a point at the end of that video by saying, if I didn't tell you what side was what, I guarantee you would not be able to tell the difference. So I don't really know what people are complaining about. I did do a little bit of digging and I saw some people. It was a lot of nonspecific, like, I don't like it. You know, It's not like as good as the other one. You know, um, <laughs> there doesn't seem anybody who has a specific gripe with it. To me, the sheen is the same. The application is the same. The color is different. The original recipe has that kind of pinkish color, and the second, you know, the the new and improved one has what you f- traditionally find, like that whitish, water based finish look to mm-hmm. it. Um, the, the smells the same. The drying time's the same. It's still my favorite finish. So, easy answer is it's still my favorite finish.
2: There you go. Honestly, I think the way the world works these days, if you just change the label, people yeah. would be complaining about how it doesn't perform as well. <laughs>
1: It'll right. make them like they used to. The old label was yellow.
0: All right, Matt. That I put this in the wrong spot? You or did. You, move the, you put okay. it after.
2: <laughs> but well, I wasn't sure if
0: like, you were like, okay, Matt, we're just going to cut your question off and end the show.
2: Nope. All right. I'd like to, because okay. we're running long, but let's. Oh, I know. That's get, why I was like, okay, that's fine. I want to get your question <laughs>
0: in. <laughs> I'll make this one quick. This one's from Chris. Chris has a question about an upcoming project. I'd like to make some bookends out of a slice of Buckeye Burl. The dimensions are 10 by 12 with thickness ranging from 7 8 to 2 inches thick. Obviously, it's far too light and punky as is, so I'll need to both weigh it down and stabilize it. I'm thinking about impregnating it with some type of resin, maybe wow. cactus juice. Yep. Oh, yeah. may <laughs> do the trick, but I have no experience doing that sort of thing. So the question is, do you think I'm on the right track? If, if so, how would you recommend I go about it? If not, what do you think is a better solution? Here's a good little side note for us. Wood Talk was actually my first exposure to the three of you. I've recently checked out more of your content. Turns out you could actually build furniture. Whoa, who knew?
2: (laughs)
1: He's talking about you guys. That's, that's definitely, he's definitely not talking about me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Uh It's amazing that that someone, I never think of that, like the tertiary things that we do and someone finding us from that and then working their way back to like, what is our primary
0: stuff? Yeah. This feels like a weird direction. I mean, (laughs) if you catch this
2: show, you got to think that we're just three idiots that don't actually oh, yes. build anything. Right. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like,
0: if you just had no idea who we were, you found the show somehow and you're like, who are these idiots? And Man. why are they laughing all the time about nothing? And can they like do anything serious at all?
2: <laughs> yeah. Wow. We, we got, we got to get better. We got yeah. to think, we think we'll, talk we'll put, first. A,
0: put a new label on it and everyone thinks it's bad.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's what this is. <laughs> Performers
0: worse or whatever you just or said. Maybe
2: we just put a new label on the show and, and the opposite will happen. People just think we're better. I don't think that's how it works. No, probably not. Anyway, it's probably not
0: going to work that way. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Chris, I think you are on the right track with this. If you do the full resin impregnation, it will uh, definitely harden it up quite a bit. And it will make it quite heavy and dense. So I think you are (laughs) definitely going to be on the right track with this one. The the, uh, only challenge you might have was finding a vacuum chamber that that blank can fit in. Because it's kind of, uh, it's probably a little bit on the big side, maybe. Does that fit in a five-gallon? 10 by 12.
2: Yeah, Probably big. maybe it will.
0: It might. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You just have to figure out some vacuum thing for it to go in uh, for it to work. Otherwise, that's a fantastic way to do it. You're gonna add a you're gonna be surprised how much weight you add to that thing. Uh if it's kind of punky right now, uh it's gonna be like super, super ridiculously heavy at the end of this. It, Uh, like a normal wood, it would like at least double the weight Mm -hmm. on this you're probably gonna be like quadruple or something even higher than that Uh, another option would be oh on that if it's if it's punky it's probably nothing yeah yeah so it's actually gonna have some real weight uh your other option would be a penetrating epoxy which would uh make it less punky or make it uh more firm but it's not going to add as much weight because you can't pump enough of that stuff in there the same way you can with the vacuum chamber so
1: I would say the vacuum chamber with the cactus juice is gonna be your best option for heavy bookends. I think there there are some other products. Pentacryl is one that comes to mind. And there's another one. Oh, it's called wood something. Just Google that. Yeah, just wood something. Um uh, I mean like wood juice. If I think of this, I I think it's something like that, but it's designed to be like brushed on. in other words, for like tabletops, you know, there are yeah. wood You'll stabilizers get, and that things stuff, like that. You will you will
0: strengthen that punkiness but you're not going to get that weight because you're going to have right you're still going to have all the voids
2: yeah it's not going to penetrate that far yeah. yeah
0: with the with the vacuum chamber you're literally replacing all of the airspace with resin all of it i can with tell brush you on stuff is, so you I've,
1: can, I've only ever yeah. turned buckeye and like i turned raw buckeye like non-stabilized stuff and it, it basically just like disintegrated on the lathe <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the, um, the, the stabilized cactus juice stuff was, it was, it was a joy to work with, but yeah, even like, I think the stabilized stuff I had was just like pen blanks, but like, like a three pound pen blank. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
2: <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I think that, uh, pretty much does it for us. Nice long show for you guys. Uh, remember we are proudly sponsored by Rockler family owned since 1954 Rockler is your go-to source for high quality and innovative woodworking tools finishing supplies hardware lumber and expert advice whether you're building a simple bookshelf a custom desk or new kitchen cabinets Rockler has everything that you need to make your next project a success visit rockler.com for a store near you or use the code WoodTalk just to uh, one word right how, how much more confusing can I possibly make that be? <laughs> Just one word, Wood I'm talk. sure you'd be, you could probably give a little more a little more confusion. Yeah. I'm, I have faith in you. Okay. Uh, and you can receive free shipping on most orders over $39. And remember to head to rockler.com slash woodtalk to enter for your chance to win that dust right. Not, that's not what we're doing. No, that's month. not. I was going to say, you're about to make it <laughs> way more confusing. Uh, if he reads this as is. I did not <laughs> copy and paste that. Okay, it's a uh, router lift. Router lift. Yeah, that beautiful router lift. <laughs> I think it's like 250 bucks is the value Um, that's
1: rocklue.com slash woodtalk and get into that giveaway go do it go do Do it it. you'll be happy you did and then when you're done with that go to woodtalkshow.com and you can you can submit a question you could also email us and send that email to woodtalkshow at gmail.com you do that send us questions we will love you long time no doubt about Mm -hmm. it
2: (laughs) (laughs) so true all right we're good we're good i think we're good okay you guys have a good one and we will catch you next time bye bye have fun impregnating (laughs) oh
1: (laughs) (laughs) planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen